Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Canadian Grand Prix Formula One. Review time, reaction time. Hope everybody enjoyed it. It was quite a good race. There was a bit of drama going on and yeah, it kept me entertained. I was thinking the rain was going to come there, right? It looked a bit, a little bit dodgy, but uh, unfortunately it didn't come. And uh, believe me, when Canada starts raining, oh, things can really spice the race up all right no doubt about it but uh hey we didn't get it this time so not too bad not to worry so a lot to talk about today guys and you see this is why i like to do what i do this is why i like to talk to you guys about formula one the raw unedited formula one description because i was listening to the race before we get into anything like here you've got david croft Okay, Crofty, the guy on Sky Sports for the, the British coverage. Then you got Martin Brundle. Now, Martin Brundle, an ex-Formula One driver, right? So he knows what he's talking about. Then you got Crofty. Now, he's never raced. Now, I think Crofty's quite entertaining. I mean, he, I think he's actually very good for it because he, he keeps the thing going and his knowledge isn't the best. I hate to be fair. He was never a Formula One driver or a racing driver anyway. So why would he know? You know, it's not his fault. So, but the thing is, like, <laughs> Crofty's going on. I mean, they're so biased. You know, he's saying about Lewis Hamilton uh, that he was saying, oh, and Lewis Hamilton really loves Canadian track. It's like a go-kart track, and he loves to break late and, you know, commit like that. Like, when somebody says they, some, a driver likes to break late, that's like saying a tennis player likes to win points. Like, duh. Isn't that obvious, Crofty? But the thing is, it's just the biased approach from some of the English guys. And I mean, even Brundle at one stage, what did he say? He was on about Norris. Norris overtook, uh, I think, from 10th to 9th. And Norris basically just took a, had a good overtake, very good overtake. And it was aggressive and it was controlled, but it was good, right? There was nothing dodgy about it. And, you know, and even Brundle, I mean, I'm just a bit disappointed with Brundle. You know, he's like, oh, that's really good. That's really good. Very aggressive and, and committed. You're like, well, he should be aggressive and committed. Like, it's almost like he's applauding him for doing what he should be doing. Like, if anybody, if I was in any karting race, formula race in cars right now, and I pulled off an aggressive move, Right to get to overtake somebody, I'm not going to be expecting my team to be slapping me on the back and saying, "Hey, nice one, buddy. Well done, good man." I'd be like, "Well, I need to do that, lads." Right? I'd be looking at them like they're ten heads, guys. I'm telling you, it just it's it's bizarre, you know. But again, it's just the English Lando Norris being English, Lewis Hamilton being English, and the English TV commentators. So you see. I mean, and I do enjoy the guys. I mean, just, you know, take away all the bullshit and the, put that to the side. And they are quite entertaining. I'll give, it, I'll give that to them, definitely. But uh, this is what I like to do, what, what I do, guys. You know, there's no one here telling me what to fucking say, what to, what to do, right? No editing, nothing. Just simple, raw fucking truth. Now, if this podcast does get big for the Formula One, well, I can tell you this. <laughs> They won't be coming knocking on my door asking me to come in for an invite, but I don't give a fuck. 
literally don't give a fuck because you guys deserve to hear the truth. You know, I mean, if I was talking about if I was watching rugby now, I never played rugby, even though I went to a rugby school. I understand the game. I know the game. But there'd be some things I wouldn't have a clue of. Right. Because I never played the game. So, like, if, a, if I was watching something on TV for rugby and, you know, the commentators are bullshitting me and, OK, yeah, Peter might believe it. Fair enough. Because he doesn't know. But like, wouldn't that annoy you that they're just lying to you? You know, like it pisses me off. I got to say, it pisses me off that people are believing this stuff, you know. So anyway, guys, I'm bitching the Mona on here. Let's let's get cracking. Lots to talk about today, huh? Lots to talk about. Well, that was a very, very interesting qualifying for the Grand Prix, wasn't it? Uh, Now, Verstappen, Alonso on front row. Now, unfortunately for Nico Hulkenberg in second, I mean, is this guy like the most unluckiest driver that's ever entered Formula One? I mean, I'm really starting to believe he is. This guy just doesn't get a break. He's quick. I want about Hulkenberg now, guys, for the Haas team. He's quick. He's quite consistent. Um, I think, you know, I, I, I quite, I'd rate him quite a bit, I have to say. But Jesus, you know, he just had, he qualified on second yesterday, guys. Believe that, if you didn't see it. He qualified in second. Verstappen first, Hulkenberg second, even beating out Alonso and Hamilton, right? And Russell. And he, what was it? Something that they're actually being a bit confusing about that. They were saying that he, infr- he had a red flag infringement on his second last lap. So he did one good flying lap that got him into second. Then he kept going and he, I think the red flag came out and naturally drivers need to slow down because the red flag means that the race is over. Our practice session, our qualifying is over. So you got to slow down, right? Because there must be an accident ahead or whatever it is. And, and they didn't show it. I you know maybe I missed it, but I didn't see it. Um, so I think he was just going a bit too fast. Now, hey, that wouldn't be unluck. That's not unlucky. That's just being a bit stupid. A bit stupid. He shouldn't have done it. So, uh, but I, <laughs> the guy is unlucky. Jesus, bizarre. Um, Alonso, <clears throat> he got back up to second. Then when Hulkenberg, he got a three-place penalty uh, grid drop. So Hulkenberg started from fifth. He was in second. But then he went to fifth. And then he had Alonso and then Hamilton in third. And um, it was interesting. I mean, it was all about track position for qualifying. In other words, it was all about timing. Get the car when it's the right track conditions and you'll banker in a lap. Because if you saw yesterday, I mean, Verstappen was, I think, a second and a half quicker than than um, Hulkenberg and Alonso, right, in the wet. Now, you might be thinking, holy shit, that's, that's amazing, right? Well, it was actually just about track position. I mean, if Alonso was right there smack bang with him on the same lap or even one lap later, Alonso would have closed the gap up, just like Verstappen would have as well. Verstappen would have closed the gap up again the next lap. So it really was all about getting your car in the right place, right time, and to be fair, it's a skill. You know, I don't know if it was Verstappen or Red Bull or whoever decided to get him out at the right spack bang in the middle of perfect timing. But, it, it, you know, that is skill, guys. It really is. So fair play to Red Bull for that. It was, it was beautiful. It really was. 
Uh, Alonzo's showing a bit of pace. Um, my predictions were, whoa, way off, huh? Jesus, I, I was having Verstappen winning, Carlos Sainz second, Leclerc third. Uh, I was way off with that now, but hey, it's nice to be wrong, actually, in fairness. It just keeps things unpredictable, which is what we want, right? I mean, we don't want to be, like, I don't want to be fucking getting it right every fucking week. You know, it's nice to get it right, but that just could be boring then, you know? Like, who wants to predict every fucking race? I mean, that's that's not good either. Um, but look, it was good, I think. Um, Verstappen just, again, showing the dominance with the Red Bull car. Just simply beautiful car. My God. Um, the race itself, quite interesting. I mean, you've got, like, before I go into the race, it was actually quite exciting to see the Williams team talk about their performance. Now, Albon uh, qualified in ninth position, which was, believe me, damn good for for what they've been. I mean, they've been like last car on the grid, second last, third, fourth last for a long, long time. And to see them actually with a bit of juice in their in their stride here. It was kind of, oh, I liked to see that. I've always been a fan of Williams' team. Um, the new guy, oh, brain fart now. Sorry, guys, where's my, my notes? I'll find his name here. But the main guy for technical director for Williams, I think he's a, he's, he keeps things simple. He seems like a businessman, kind of like Toto Wolf. I think he's on the ball. Uh, he's been saying before the race that give it maybe two, three years around that where they'll have to improve the car and get to a stage where they can possibly compete again for the championships and win races. I think he's being a bit relaxed on that one. You know, I think he's just doesn't want to put any pressure on anybody. Uh, I see this guy wanting to go for the wins, the wins next year. You know, of course he wants to even this year, but I think he's realistic too. It ain't going to happen this year. Verstappen and Red Bull are just way fucking way out ahead. Um, But it is quite exciting. Frank Williams used to be great. If anybody uh, knows of him, Frank Williams was the old Williams boss. He, well, he basically created the Williams team. And he was, I mean, he was one of the best of, of all time. He really was. Frank Williams was a true fucking legend of Formula One. The amount of championships, the race wins they've had. Uh, they, they were really competing. So you should check him out on YouTube if you haven't seen him before. Frank Williams. And uh, yeah, he was... He was awesome. So, hey, hopefully somebody can take over the reins now and get them back to get them back to the to the winning ways. It'd be nice to be great to see, actually. Not nice. Be fucking great to see. Perez, huh? What the hell now? Perez got a bit unlucky yesterday with track position. He was on the slicks in the wet. I definitely it was worth the risk because there was a dry line appearing. So if he if he actually timed it right, he like he could have got pole position out of bang out of nowhere. But uh, look, the gamble didn't pay off for him. Qualified twelfth, finished sixth. So that was an okay result. Um, look, it was okay. He got six places back, but um, they definitely had their their strategy. I think he was gonna yeah he wanted to stay out longer than the other teams. So if the other teams pit. He'd go out longer, hopefully get a bit of a gap, a distance. It didn't pay off today, unfortunately for him. Uh, (laughs) So unfortunately, look, just one of those things that it didn't pay off for him today. And hopefully they'll start giving him the car. Now, to be fair, 
they made a mistake yesterday with them, and he had a mistake in Monaco. So you can't be blaming Red Bull for that. Absolutely not. I just don't think they're going to be giving him the car. You know, I don't think they're going to be giving him the car for the next few races. I think they just want Verstappen to shoot off into the sunset, take the championship home, and then they'll start giving Perez the, the car again. I mean, guys, if you look at it, right, the, the, the gap between Perez and Verstappen time-wise, I mean, surely it's clear to hopefully a lot of you guys where you think, no, he couldn't be that slow, is he? Because if you only remember, guys, like three or four races ago, he was right on Verstappen's tail, or he was ahead of Verstappen. And all of a sudden, he's way off the pace. I mean, that doesn't add up, guys, right? And it doesn't add up because they're slowing him down, okay? So hopefully for Perez, I'm not even a Perez fan, but, you know, calling it the way I see it, uh, hopefully they'll give him the car. Hopefully they'll give him the car, please, God. Mercedes. Now, interesting. If you've heard some of my previous episodes about Formula One and what they had the major upgrades from Monaco, they've, they've definitely created some pace here. They really have. Now, the question is, will it be okay? Because when the other teams start updating as well, upgrading, sorry, will they lose a gap? So it might be they just having a little advantage for now, but uh, it'll be interesting. Now, they've definitely gained some pace. There's no two ways about it. It's just a matter of how much. And it's still hard to know, actually, because we're not at the, the different, all different various tracks yet. So it'll be interesting. But hey, look, it was, uh, it was a good result for Hamilton. I mean, it was okay. It was third, you know, uh, today. Um, he was on the coattails. He got a great start, if anybody saw that. Great start. Got, got Alonso at the start, going into turn one and two. Um, so he got the jump on him in turn one and two, and then he just kept it for a while. Now, you could, it was clear as day. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, guys. It was clear as day that uh, Alonso was quicker. So, and he was, and Lewis Hamilton was holding him up. And then, of course, Alonso got the DRS, and it allowed him to, to overtake eventually. Um, but it was close enough at the end. It was looking like they could have had a bit of a, a scrap going on, but there wasn't enough laps for Hamilton. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what's going to happen in the next few races. Like Austria's coming up next. Uh, that's like a, like a kart track, actually. Um, stop start. I think Alonso will go very well. Mercedes, will they go well at Austria? I think they'll be okay. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll do a preview. I'm going to do a bit more homework now and see if I can find out more, uh, more detail of the, the upgrades themselves. Because as I'm sure you understand, guys, a lot of these upgrades, they don't want to be making them public. You know, they want to keep things secret. So and it's understandable. Very understandable. So anyway, hopefully we'll get more information on that. But poor old Russell, he had a bit of a, a nightmare. Just made one simple mistake into the wall. Uh, I couldn't believe actually he, he got the car back because that concrete wall on the right, guys, is it's fucking lethal. And I think he was probably coming out of that chicane probably at about 120, 130, hit the wall. It was, I'm, I'm surprised how the car held up. I was very surprised how the car held up for him on that one. Got it back to the pit lane. The guys worked on it for a little minute, got him back on the track. Couldn't believe it. 
Uh, but hey, he had, a, he had a nightmare race anyway, and then he had to retire the car. So uh, it was understandable that, that uh, look, these things happen. These things happen. Um, Alonso, well, he had, I mean, look, he had a good race. He even said in the race itself, you know, I want to win this race. And I love his attitude, you know. It's fucking winning or nothing. You know, and I'm, I'm sure they're, I hope, I hope they're not doing some fucking rain dance now that they finish second, okay? Let's not be getting over carried away here with second and third position, lads. Second or third is no fucking good to you at the end of the day. You've got to be winning. And that's it. And that's it. So hopefully the guys now have, you know, they've come from the back of the, the field, midfield from last year up to, the, up to the top now. So, okay, they got probably maybe a bit carried away. And, oh, my God, I can't believe we're here, guys. Jesus Christ, this is incredible. I hope that's now brushing off them now. Okay, I really do. Because they need to, they need to focus now. They really need to get, the, get stuck in, get into the fucking trenches, and get the fucking wins here. Um, and he's also my boy, so come on, Alonso. Hope you can do it, buddy. I hope you can do it. So, interesting race, guys. Uh, Leclerc and Science. So we're, we're going to close this off. I'm actually not in the studio today. Um, there was a bit of maintenance going on in the studio, so I'm actually sitting at home recording this on a wireless mic. So I hope the uh, the audio is actually okay, um, but it should be. But uh, yeah. The the Ferraris. Mm, what do you do with these guys? Seriously, what 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 do you do? What do you do? Like they just, it's like they have brain fart when it comes to the race and strategy for the race. I really don't get it. I mean, this is fucking Ferrari, man. You know, and they make so many errors. And okay, look, hey, teams can make errors. They're just making so many, you have to wonder what's going on. I mean, they got the pit strategy wrong today. They stayed out too late. Um, now, okay, safety car screwed them up a little bit, so you can't blame them completely there. But, hey, you know what? Verstappen saw the, pit, the safety car come out, and boom, he came straight into the pit lane. So that was some knowledge from the Red Bull team. And skill. So the Ferrari boys, they they really need to up they really need to up their game here, lads. And I don't know where they're gonna I don't know how they're gonna do this. I mean, can they like can they employ some other guy from another team? Surely be to fuck they've got somebody in the team that has experience with this shit. You know? Like even in was it in Monaco, they they had two drivers coming into the pit lane at one time. I mean <laughs> where's the communication breakdown here? Seriously, where is the communication breakdown? Like, I understand if, you know, something happened where you're, radio, you're sending out a radio message to one of the drivers and for some weird freak reason, the message goes out to the two of them by mistake, right? I'd understand that. But how are they, they making these simple fucking mistakes? It's like they panic. Because I remember watching it for the Monaco one. It's like they panic. And they've got one driver in, the, in the, the pit lane. Then the other guy's going on. And they go, oh, okay, jump in, jump in, jump in. You'll see this on Netflix, by the way, guys. You know, that some of their errors. It's, uh, it's worrying. I'm a fan of Ferrari. Who isn't, really? You know, who isn't? Ferraris are just 
Ferrari is Formula One. You know, it really is. So uh, I hope they get their shit sorted, guys, because this, this can't go on. I mean, they've got Vassar now, the new team principal. He hasn't changed the fucking mistakes yet. Uh, now, they haven't made as many mistakes. I'll give them that. But they're still fucking making the mistakes. So maybe they're on the road. Maybe they are. Because they, they really go. They got to they gotta clean up their act here, guys. They really do. And I think, actually, that's what's screwing them. Their pit, either, not necessarily pit strategy, just their strategy in general is fucking shit up for them. I think they have the speed. They can be a little bit off every now and then at certain tracks. I think it, their main strategy is it's where it's all going wrong. It's where it's all going wrong. So anyway, well, guys, I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the race. And we will be back for the Austrian Grand Prix as well. That's obviously Verstappen's home. Tr- well, in a way, it's as kind of his home track. It's Red Bull's, Red Bull's home track. Uh, you've got a lot of Verstappen fans there, um, even though Zandvoort and Holland, which is obviously Verstappen's main home track. But it really does turn into a, a sea of orange. Um, it's it's. It's a spectacle. It really is. It's, it's good to watch. See that the, uh, the Verstappen fans go mental at the at Austrian Grand Prix. Um, even for that alone, even if you're, you're sort of half bored of watching Austria in a few weeks' time, just tune in alone just to see the fucking fans, man, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, and hopefully there'll be more good racing, too. There was quite a bit of good bit of racing, actually, today, even with Magnussen. Uh, Magnuson, Jesus, what the hell happened that fella? Guy was getting bounced around like, like a, a bowling ball going down a fucking lane here, man, with those pads either side. He was knocking off everybody. He didn't mean to, of course, but he just got some in bad incidents and he had some hard work today, Magnuson did. Poor fella, Jesus, the amount, I think, did he go off about three times into the side roads and had to re-enter again onto the track? <laughs> Oh, Lordy, poor fella. Well, hopefully he'll have another good one soon. So, ladies and gents, guys and girls, kids, thanks for listening. And we will be back for the Austrian Grand Prix very, very soon. Ta-ra!